0: Hi everyone, it's Anna from the Heartbeat Hive. I know it's been a while, but hey, um, 2020 was (laughs) a real bitch, right? (laughs) So I am doing this episode because I was prompted by a friend of mine in a business group who straight up said, are you sure that you don't want to continue your podcast because I really enjoyed it? So it just goes to show that um, being your authentic, genuine self um, is a really good thing, and you never know who you will impact in a positive way just by being you. So continuing on. Today I want to talk about two things. One is what I learned from working at a comedy club for a year as a server, and I worked 300 shows that year. The second thing I want to talk about is a cycle I call the consuming cycle. And I'm going to give you a, a short practice to do on paper. All right. So in 2012, um, January 2012 to like December or January 2013, I worked at a comedy club in Nashville called Zanies. And it had been there for a while. I think at the time it was like 25, close to 20, 25 to 30 years. Um, And it was very uh, well known because a lot of comedians would come there and test things. Um, Nashville, if you don't know, is somewhere around, you know, between progressive and, and, you know, non-progressive people. So it's a good sampling size to test humor that might work on a mass level um, or for you to niche down (coughs) and figure out exactly who your audience is and who you want to make laugh. So comedy is very much like business. Um, You have true fans and you have people who are, you know, repelled and turned off and that's okay. Um, You being authentic is really of the utmost importance. All right. So when I was there, this is after I had gotten laid off by um, a vinyl production factory. And I was thinking, oh crap, I gotta get a job. So I went and I actually had two jobs during that time. And I had always been into comedy. Um, I loved In Living Color. I loved K- Kids in the Hall, Mystery Science Theater. I used to watch um, reruns of, like, uh Carol Burnett show. And I was into, um, like... Uh, Dick Van Dyke and Jerry Van Dyke and their kind of slapstick humor. I used to watch Um, Chaplin films and I like all types of humor and in the sense of styles. Um, And I have always been interested in delivery. So what I learned from working in that comedy club and meeting so many people that are on late night and have their own shows now and you know, became big or just didn't pursue it past, you know, one or two nights a week or a month at this club. What I learned about comedians is that they are constantly experimenting. And while it may seem like failure is failure, it's actually just feedback. So these comedians would have their structure, as in what they were going to present, how they were going to deliver it, and they would constantly experiment. So one night, the crowd may not have um, gotten the joke, right? So (laughs) they had to adapt and have more of an explanation or an add-on and deliver that based on the audience. So in the immediate feedback which is also a trigger of flow. It was very interesting to see how the comedian adapted to each audience. So to give you an idea, I would start working a show for a headliner on Wednesday night. There would be one show. Thursday night might be two shows. Friday night might be two shows. Saturday night Actually, Saturday, the whole day might be three shows, depending on the comedian. Then Sunday might be two to three shows. It just depended on how big and how sold out the show was. So you've got to understand, I could hear a joke on Wednesday night and have heard it, let's see, one, two, three, four, around seven or eight times by Sunday evening. So even though I had heard the joke by then seven or eight times, I was witnessing and observing and seeing how the comedian adapted to each audience and ran with failure, which is really just feedback. How were they able to adapt in the moment with that feedback? And that is also part of flow. Some of them were incredibly skilled. And that comes with confidence, right? You can have confidence without experience, but with experience in you doing the thing that you love will come more confidence, will come the skill and ability to adapt and overcome. So that's really something that I learned from comedians. They're constantly experimenting. They thrive on immediate feedback. And, you know, there's a a curiosity, which is also part of flow. Will this joke make this crowd laugh? Will the way I deliver this, um, hit or will it miss? So there's a curiosity and an excitement and that's what they call being, being in the pocket or being in the box, right? On stage. Um, that was super valuable for me to see them try and adapt and evolve. Sometimes, you know, quote unquote fail, um, change course, go to a different joke, uh, by Sunday, I, I kind of knew how they were going to flow. And some comedians that I witnessed were incredibly, um, creative while they were on stage and they would pull out jokes that I hadn't heard. But one thing that I really enjoyed was that if the joke was still funny to me, (laughs) or I was laughing as I was working by Sunday, then i knew that that joke stood the test of time for that period of my life or or that um geographic region of nashville for this comedian and sometimes they would film um test pilots there for comedy central or like just screenings so that they could see how this possible popular audience would react to the comedian before they actually, um, film the real thing. So that was interesting for me. The idea of refinement that is super, super important. And I would say that is a comedian's, one of their greatest skills is refinement and nuance, right? So that's what I learned from comedians and (laughs) seeing and meeting. And, and I did get to meet some of them and spend time with them Off the stage, and that was also really enlightening as far as how their minds work and their willingness to try things um, and not be so worried about failure. All right, so I now I'm going to move on to the second thing, which is what I call the consuming cycle. All right, so if you have a piece of paper and you're safe to do this exercise, go ahead. It won't be that long. All right, so at the top, I want you to write consume then i want you to draw a line underneath and write create and on the top part i would like you to draw little lines out like a bubble map and i want you to write down all the ways that you spend in your day consuming so for some people that might be like oh my god i've been on instagram for two hours (laughs) or uh i read books that's a good thing um I consume a, I'm listening to conversations, I'm consuming podcasts, etc. Now, I want you to go to underneath that and write the ways that you are creating. Uh Uh-oh, some of you don't have anything under the creating, do you? That's because you're in a consumption mode. So it is okay, it's totally fine to gather inspiration, to do research, to write down the ideas, to plan, but you have to switch over at some point, which you'll have to decide for yourself, to the creation mode. And this is an oscillation that happens throughout time. You you do need to get re-inspired and create and express, you know, externalize and then come back in inward to decide, okay, what am I going to create next to get feedback, things like that. So you're going to constantly ebb and flow in this cycle. But this exercise is meant for you to just do a come to Jesus with yourself right now. (laughs) Am I consuming more than I'm creating? And if that doesn't feel good for you right now, because you want to be creating, then there's your answer. You'll just have to take one step toward creation and one less step of consuming. So that might be cutting out an app for a day, cutting out um, the research for a couple of days and see what you can recall from what you've read and connect it in your own way, in your own mind uh, for pattern recognition. Like, oh, I could connect this to this and this to this. Um, But if you're too full of other people's ideas and other people's art and music, then you aren't going to have the space to create something from within yourself. You'll just be copying or imitating, right? So it's one thing to be inspired. It's another to just straight up (laughs) take what other people are doing and make it, you know, your version of it. That's totally fine too. I love cover songs for that reason, but this exercises I've found very helpful for myself and my coaching clients. So again, you'll write consume at the top, draw a line and put create underneath and you'll go and kind of write down all the ways that you're doing either one and then ask yourself, do I have the desire to create or consume and why? And if you're consuming and it's not bringing you toward your goals, in life, or your projects, or um, whatever you are working on, then you probably are in consumption mode or planning mode. And you need to stop that and take some action. All right, I hope this has been helpful. And thanks to my friend Yardi for encouraging me to return to this podcast. Um, You know, no one's perfect. Life isn't perfect. But the point is to get back at the things that you do enjoy and you do love, and I do enjoy making these short little um, exercises for you. All right, you can find me on Instagram, at heartbeathive, Hive, and uh, I hope you have a lovely and productive day.